Welcome to the Labor Force Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Strugan, proud member of New York State United Teachers, celebrating 50 years this year. Sean Fain said it's not just the Big Three, but the Big Five, the Big Six, and more. And the UAW is set to make it happen. As reported by Reuters, the UAW is launching a campaign to organize the entire non-union auto sector in the U.S. The union said workers at 13 non-union automakers were announcing simultaneous campaigns across the country to join the union, including at Tesla, Toyota, Volkswagen, Hyundai, Rivian, Nissan, BMW, and Mercedes-Benz. Here's the clip released yesterday. If you're an auto worker in this country, it's time to stand up. Everywhere you look in the auto industry, corporate profits are soaring and workers' wages are falling behind. We've shown the world that this industry is harming workers and consumers to the benefit of company executives and the rich. And it's time that the working class did something about it. But it's not just the big three. It's across the auto industry. CEOs are raking in billions while auto workers' real wages are falling. Car prices are through the roof but workers can't afford to buy the vehicles they make. Wall Street is making a killing, but our communities are being left behind. Tesla set to announce their third quarter results, but that they still aim to keep annual target deliveries of 1.8 million vehicles for the full year. Rivian boosting its full year production. It's a company also second quarter revenue coming in better than the street was looking for. But what about the other automakers? Let's talk about Toyota, Honda, Hyundai, Nissan, Subaru, and Mazda, the Japanese and Korean Six, made nearly twice as much as the Big Three in the past decade, a whopping $470 billion in profits, a half a trillion dollars, with over 40% of their revenue coming from their North American operations. Don't auto workers at Toyota, Honda, Hyundai, Nissan, Subaru, and Mazda deserve a record cut of those record profits? How about the German three, Volkswagen, BMW, and Mercedes? They've made almost the same as the Japanese and Korean companies, $460 billion in the past 10 years. Do Volkswagen, BMW, and Mercedes workers not deserve their fair share of this booming auto industry? Big three auto workers at Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis just won big raises, more job security, and cost of living adjustments for one simple reason, they're organized. Without a deal, automakers went on strike at midnight. With targeted strikes at three facilities, a Ford plant in Michigan, a GM plant in Missouri, and an Ohio plant for Chrysler owner Stellantis. The UAW was underestimated the whole way because when the game was over, it, it was just a real beatdown. The workers, the workers win. To all the auto workers out there working without the benefits of a union, now it's your turn. Since we began our stand-up strike, the response from auto workers at non-union companies has been overwhelming. Workers across the country, from the West to the Midwest, and especially in the South, are reaching out to join our movement and to join the UAW. So go to uaw.org join. The money is there, the time is right, and the answer is simple. You don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. You don't have to worry about how you're going to pay your rent or feed your family while the company makes billions. A better life is out there. It starts with you. UAW. UAW.
And again, the UAW's deals with GM, Ford, and Stellantis included a 25% increase in base wages through 2028, cut the time needed to reach top pay to three years from eight years, boosted the pay of temp workers by 150%, and made them permanent employees. Now the reaction from the CEOs. Tesla CEO Elon Musk said he disagrees with the idea of unions, and that if Tesla is unionized, it'll be because we deserve it and we failed in some way. Go back and listen to my episode on worker deaths and injuries at SpaceX and tell me whether workers deserve it and whether Musk as a CEO is a failure. Honda said it does not believe an outside party would enhance the excellent employment experience of its associates, nor would it improve upon the outstanding track record of success and employment stability Honda Manufacturing Associates in America have achieved. A Subaru spokesman said the Japanese automaker has consistently demonstrated a commitment to proactively do the right thing for its associates. Officials with Toyota, Rivian, and Volkswagen declined to comment, and the other automakers could not immediately be reached. The UAW effort with the non-union automakers echoes the approach it took with the Detroit 3, where the union negotiated simultaneously with all three in reaching an agreement after a six-week strike. The push comes as several foreign automakers have announced significant pay and other compensation improvements in response to the UAW contracts. President Biden this month backed the UAW in his quest to unionize other car makers. I want this type of contract for all auto workers, and I have a feeling the UAW has a plan for that, he said in an event with Fane. The UAW for decades has unsuccessfully sought to organize auto factories operated by foreign automakers. Efforts to organize Nissan plants in Mississippi and Tennessee failed by wide margins, and two attempts to organize VW's plant in Chattanooga, Tennessee failed by a closer margin. Harley Shaken, a labor professor at the University of California, Berkeley, said, This is the moment to try it, but it will be very difficult because the companies have raised wages to make this less likely, and they'll resist this across the board very strongly. It's going to be tough, but if there is a moment to seize, it's right now. The new UAW organizing site, uaw.org join, echoes the group's criticism of the Detroit Three automakers during its contract push, noting corporate profits and CEO pay. The website asked Tesla workers to join, saying CEO Elon Musk is the richest man in the world, with a net worth of $230 billion. U.S. production has more than doubled since 2020, and Tesla sales are booming. The question is, will Tesla workers get their fair share? The UAW said one of its strongest campaigns was at Toyota's Georgetown, Kentucky Assembly Complex, where 7,800 workers build the Camry, RAV4, and Lexus ES. Union officials have repeatedly pointed to Toyota as a top target. This is big. How can you be a worker at one of these non-union plants, no matter what your CEO says, and not want a piece yourself? The boldness, the directness of this campaign has met the moment and continues to do so. Stay tuned with this one. And another story from the world of ballet, of courage in the face of downright abuse, the unfortunate consequence for standing up, and the resolve to stand by the action. This happened in Syracuse last week, when five of the eight professional dancers at the Syracuse City Ballet were fired after walking off the job. The dancers characterized their actions as a strike due to unsafe working conditions. Here's a story from CNY Central. Tonight, revealing the drama backstage. Days away from the curtain going up on the annual holiday Nutcracker performance, the Syracuse City Ballet fired five dancers, and now the artistic director is on administrative leave. CBS 5's Allure Lagarde is on your side with the story now. 
After practicing for months, five of the Syracuse City Ballet dancers will not be performing the Nutcracker after being fired following expressing their concerns about the artistics team. We wanted nothing more than to be dancing and rehearsing and especially working with these kids. Over a year ago, the company hired a new artistic director, Caroline Sheridan. Since 2022, dancers expressed that Sheridan didn't have enough experience and often she and another artistics member put performers at risk and created a bad environment. It became apparent that we could not work with these people in the classroom. You know, anytime anybody says, oh, this was brought up then and then, they're absolutely telling the truth. There is nothing that just started happening. The final straw for the dancers was when Sheridan allegedly asked a 15-year-old student to spy on her fellow dancers and share what they were saying to her, which was also the breaking point for Katie Herney, since that 15-year-old is her daughter's best friend. I emailed the board and my words were, my daughter Emma will not be participating in rehearsals if Caroline Sheridan is there. Before going on strike, eight professional dancers, including Connolly, wrote to the executive staff and the board of directors. Connolly says they were in communication with leadership regarding how to proceed with the performance in a way that addressed the dancers' concerns. All were rejected. The ballet's board sent out a statement saying in part, despite good faith discussions held with these dancers to address their concerns, they made inappropriate demands on the ballet's management requiring that we terminate one employee and effectively demote another. They notified us last Thursday that our, um, of our employment status, which was terminated. Despite all that happened, Connolly is proud the dancers stood up for themselves, and so is Herney, stating they are the best role models for her daughter. The Syracuse City Ballet will still hold its performances of the Nutcracker at the On Center. Reporting in Syracuse, I'm Alora Lagarde. And that 15-year-old said enough is enough. The Syracuse Ballet's Nutcracker performance is just days away and dancers are dropping out before hitting the stage. First, a group goes on strike and a young dancer now says management left her traumatized. News Channel 9's Ashley Cavarro has more on this developing story. We're learning more about the chaos behind the scenes leading to the firing of five dancers and a student who says that she is scared to return to the stage after she says that she had an uncomfortable encounter with management leading to her quitting the performance entirely. 15-year-old Paige Wilder has been a dancer for Syracuse City Ballet for about six years now, performing in the Nutcracker every year. A holiday tradition for Paige and her family, but that tradition now broken. Paige deciding not to perform in this year's show. This comes after Paige says she was confronted by the company's artistic director, just a few weeks ago. She says the rehearsal director and the company manager were also there. Paige now feeling scared and uncomfortable. She kept saying things along the lines of, I've been hearing that people are talking bad about the company and are bad-mouthing me and the rehearsal director and that we don't know how to run rehearsals. And she kept implying that it was me, that she thought it was me that was saying that stuff, which it was not. A lot of talk about child labor re-emerging in the U.S. thanks to corporate malfeasance and even some state laws, but this is especially egregious. How do you put a 15-year-old in that position? In a Facebook post titled, Fired SCB Dancers Awed by Outpouring of Support, they say in part, We are humbled and inspired by the outpouring of support we have received both in Syracuse and across the national dance community. We stand in solidarity with dancers and professional companies throughout the U.S. 
especially small regional companies like ours, where dancers don't dare to speak up about unsafe working conditions and inferior artistic leadership for fear of being fired on the spot. Most dancers at SCB are paid barely over 11000 a year, yet we do it because it is a labor of love. It is our entire lives. We have lost that life. There is literally no alternative employment for us in Syracuse because there is no other professional ballet company in this community. But that does not mean we are expendable or need to fear reprisals if we speak up. We have found our voice, and we will no longer be silent. We want to use our voice to continue to express our art and to stand up for the rights of all dancers in similar situations. Sadly, this board is not alone in their failure to take seriously the artistic and safety concerns we as dancers voiced. Dancers from across the country have reached out to express gratitude that we have taken a stand to help improve working conditions and give all dancers more influence over their artistic lives. Every single member of the company went on strike for better, safer working conditions, not just a few of us. This is not just a job. This is who we are. We risked everything to stand up for ourselves, our livelihood, and our opportunity to perform on stage for our audience, which is what we live for. We did not plan or time the strike. It was precipitated by the artistic director berating a child, reducing her to shaking sobs, and the rehearsal director exploding at an SCB dancer and striking furniture for the dancer coming to the child's defense, following months of the board ignoring requests to address our concerns. We had no way of knowing these last straw events would occur so close to Nutcracker. We felt we had no choice despite the timing. Not dancing in Nutcracker is the last thing we wanted. You get the idea. Boycott this production of the Nutcracker. It's another story that's emblematic of our times. Workers across the sectors, often at great personal cost, having their good and righteous conscience and need to be heard, outweigh the risk in taking action. Solidarity with these dancers. And further shame on Syracuse City Ballet if they're blacklisted. I don't know how it goes in that industry, but by the sounds of it, I wouldn't put it past them, unfortunately. And how systemic are these directors who expect perfection with a nasty abuse of temperament to go with it? The show must go on, but not like this. One more from the UAW strike, and reporting from the Associated Press this morning. Auto workers' strike cut Ford sales by 100,000 vehicles and cost company $1.7 billion in profits. It further states, The company generated $4.9 billion in net income, and $9.4 billion in pre-tax earnings during the first nine months of the year. So cry me a river of corporate tears. Chief Financial Officer John Lawler, who made $8.9 million last year, said the company is committed to a strategy of disciplined capital allocation to generate strong growth and profitability. You do just that, and good luck to you. All right, we'll see what else comes up on the weekend. Have a good one. So thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can find Labor Force on Spotify for podcasters and select the level, starting at just a dollar a month. Also, please share, rate, and review to help others find the show. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. And speaking of listening and broadening your worker contact, the Labor Force podcast is now affiliated with the Labor Radio Podcast Network, an indispensable labor source where you can find many more shows like this one. You can check it out at laborradionetwork.org. Until next time, take care and stay union strong.